streak of talk of champions starts right now. He's the guy, Tyler Watson. We're getting ready for Alabama's next road trip to College Station. Brought to you in part today by our friends at the Watts Agency. Tell us about the Watts Agency. We're getting right into it, Jim. <laughs> Oh, I felt like Tony Romo right there. You do, Jim, man. we yes. got something cooking. Uh, <laughs> loved an opportunity to talk to you. We, we are an independent insurance agency. Our phone number is 205-822-5477. Last year, they threw a stat out there. 40% of all people who had home and auto insurance had shopped their insurance, and 22% of all people with insurance actually changed. This is a good time to look. A lot of changes. You need to call us. Yeah, Watts Agency right there. Let's talk Alabama football after the win. In Starkville, that's a traditional thing, 16 straight wins of Alabama over Mississippi State. But another twist from this team a little bit. It looked like they got a little bit better in a couple of positions. But another big game from the defensive line, I thought, for Alabama. So let's start there. Four sacks in this contest. And Braswell with the, the, the pick, he takes it back to the end zone for a touchdown. Defensive score and some more disruption from that front seven. And most importantly, we're playing a lot of guys on the defensive front. We're keeping them fresh. You're seeing more and more names that you weren't really expecting to play this year or at least play meaningful snaps, and they're rotating in constantly. And the biggest thing is you're not seeing a drop-off, and and that's huge. We're keeping these guys fresh, a lot of tread on the tires. Of course, Jaheim Otis is still kind of, you know, trying to get up to 100%, so it's important for him to be resting on the sideline as well and have a limited number of plays over the course of a game. But these guys are getting after it. A lot of pressure in the backfield, and we're able to apply that pressure without having to bring extra guys. And that's important. That's important. Our secondary is doing an excellent job of not allowing receivers to create separation. Had a huge challenge this week with that. But when you're able to apply pressure and get home on the quarterback just by bringing four or maybe five, that leaves that extra guy in there to spy or get back in coverage and really muddy, muddy up the, the lanes there for the quarterback. So they're playing solid and have been for the better part of a month. MyBookie.ag brings you the talk of champions. Uh, promo code next round. Get a deposit bonus. Next round, the promo code MyBookie.ag. The number in Vegas was four. Then it was three and a half. Then it was three. Then it was two and a half. Then it was two. And as we record this on a Thursday, it's one and a half. Alabama's slight favorite on the road at College Station, but basically a pick em in this contest. This Texas A&M team has a lot of people concerned they can beat Alabama outright. What do you see in this Texas A&M team? I know that they're physical, and ever since that Miami game, they've really kind of changed courses of what they're trying to do. They're playing much better on the defensive side. Of course, that's really the strength of this football team anyway. But offensively, under under Bobby Petrino, they're, they're putting up good numbers. They're putting up good yardage, but they're physical up front. And, you know, a lot like what Texas had, uh, they're going to try to run the ball and then hit some home runs off of that. But this is going to be the biggest challenge, I think, that Alabama's had over the last several weeks. Uh, outside of Texas, this is the most talented team that we faced. Yeah, Texas, one of the national championship contenders. It's a battle for the SEC West. So let's break that down a couple of ways here. First of all, you talked about they've changed since Miami put 50 on them uh, down in Coral Gables. Um, I saw one that D.J. Durkin, one stat, D.J. Durkin uh, had a pressure rate, a, a blitz rate of 33% in that game. Since then, it's been 60% or higher in every game. Have you noticed that, that they turned up the heat yeah, a lot I've heard more? that stat. I've heard that stat. And when you can apply pressure on the quarterback, change his launch point, his, change his angle that he's throwing the ball with, that's really a win. That really decreases his, his ability to be accurate, to complete a pass and move it down the change. In the Miami game, you, you, you're allowing a veteran quarterback to sit back there and just pick you apart, read coverage. And there are some times when that's not the wrong thing to do. But with a veteran guy who understands his offense, 
that's a recipe for disaster, and it proved true that day. Since then, they've, they've turned up the heat. They know they got a good defensive front. They feel confident enough in their secondary to be able to hang on with those guys. But if you can get to the quarterback, you know, and, and this, is, this isn't anything new either. I, I remember in 1996, 1997, which is when it actually was in Birmingham, uh, Alabama's game plan versus Peyton Manning his senior year was we're going to light him up similar to what we did Gino Toretta in the Miami National Championship game. First play, we got everybody at the line of scrimmage. We come after him. What does he do? He hits a quick here. He gets rid of the ball because he understands his offense. He understands the defense. And he hits Nash or whomever for an 80-yard score. So that's the, the give and take of all of it. If you feel confident on the back end, you can apply more pressure. But it's a, it's a gamble, like anything else. It's a gamble. You're going to win a lot of times, but you're going to get beat every once in a while, too. Uh, all due respect to Auburn and Arkansas's offense, though, uh, and their offensive lines. Uh, I feel like Alabama's offensive line is better than those two offensive lines, and that's where they put up these numbers. That's where they've changed the, their perception of the season has been against those offenses. Um, Roman Harper was on our show and said that Arkansas tried to slide protection, and it naturally created gaps as sure. they were shooting. They were being aggressive, and what they were doing was playing right into Texas A&M's hands. That was a, it was a coaching mistake on their part to try to slide the protection. It was just creating the gaps for them to shoot. I don't feel like Alabama has to do that. I feel like Alabama's O-line feels like they can, they can just man up and, and build that wall. How do you feel about the O-line well, against them? Well, the thing with any sort of protection is anticipating where the pressure is going to come from. They're going to get a look. Are they, are they fainting, or is that where the pressure is actually coming from? So good communication up front, doing enough film study to know the tendencies of that defense, what their alignment is pre-snap, where the pressure is actually coming from, the percentages, where you are on the field. Are they just giving me a look over here, but the pressure's really coming from my right? All that stuff comes into play. And offensive line backfield with the running backs and the quarterback have to be knowledgeable on that. And the more they're schooled up in film study and can anticipate that, then that definitely does help your, your opportunity to have a successful play. Because it doesn't really matter how good you are, whether you slide protect, whether you go man, whether you do half-line slide, whatever it is. If you're getting hit in the chin because you didn't apply for pressure, account for pressure coming in certain places, it doesn't matter. Um, Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart are two speed guys who can catch the ball and then run in space. What kind of what kind of, uh, of fear factor you are as a linebacker and a DB having to cover those guys, and, and how do you corral those guys? How do you keep them in front of you? Well, I, I think the biggest key – I still don't think that they have anything that Texas didn't have. I, I think speed-wise um, and everything, Texas still trumps what A&M brings to the table. But that doesn't mean these guys can't play. And, and they do have the ability of creating a step or two if, if you don't play proper technique, flip your hips right, get up there and jam with the line of scrimmage, have a little bit of safety help potentially. But Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry have been playing much better the last several weeks, especially Terry and Arnold. He's done a much better job of jamming at the line of scrimmage and then staying stride for stride once he does have to flip his hips and go into a full sprint on some of these vertical takeoffs. Uh, he has really done a much better job than what he did versus Texas. And, you know, I think we're coming around to the safety position, too. Caleb Downs is still a headhunter, but he's doing a good job in coverage. And then Jalen Keyes is doing a much better job as well when he gets mismatched with a wide receiver, of staying in that back pocket and not, not getting beat vertical. Um, this is a Texas A&M team that, that loves to, to pound the ball, and they love to play action off of it, love to get their quarterback in space. they got to take some shots similar to what Alabama's going to have to do. Alabama's going to have to take some shots in this game. So there's going to be opportunities on both sides to make plays. And can the Alabama defense 
negate those and make sure that they're incomplete passes and can we successfully complete some of those. When I say the name Bobby Petrino and the way he likes to call offense and play offensive football, what pops to mind for you? Uh, you know, boy, I always go back to the success he had at, at Arkansas. He, he was one of the he, – he was always so good at create, creating confusion in the secondary, creating mismatches. Um, he's always been a knowledgeable offensive guy and one that has had to – um, really, really, you know, evolve with how offensive football has changed because it has changed tremendously since he was at Auburn in the early 2000s, and he's adjusted well to it. But if you go back and watch the DNA of this team, it's still run the ball between it, the tackles, be physical up front, play action off of it, and then take some home run shots. That's never going to change with successful offensive units. That's always going to be the recipe for success. Well, yeah, I was really impressed um, from the linebackers Campbell and Marshall. Uh, in Starkville this past week. We still don't know the whole health situation at the linebacker position, but it does look like everyone was lined up in the right place, which was one of the big concerns in, at the Mississippi State game. How how do you judge the people who've had to step in for some injuries? Well, Trez Marshall has been one of my favorite guys to watch throughout the course of this season. He really stuck out during the, the scrimmages prior to the season. Uh, he was a guy that could shoot the gap. He could get in the backfield quicker than anybody I've seen in the last several years. Problem was... He had a difficult time wrapping up and bringing, bringing guys to the ground. Uh, that changed last week, though. There was a couple of pressures that he had in the backfield where he was able to get back there and wrap up and take them to the ground, so it was a, su- a successful play. Um, he's been fun to watch. Jahai Campbell has done a nice job. He's a big-body guy that can really move and everything. And The more, more snaps, obviously, that they get under the belt, the more confidence they're going to get in what they're doing, and that allows you to play fast because you know what's, what you're up to and what you're supposed to be doing. And then you can really just play as the athlete that you are. Listen, um, I want to talk about quarterbacks on both sides of the ball, but I want to tell you first about our friends at Roback, Roback.com. Use the promo code TNR20, TNR20, and you get 20% off your first purchase at Roback.com. They have these new pants out that are coming. I'm about to get a couple of pairs in the mail. You will love these pants. They're so comfortable, perfect for golf or going to work, business, casual, they're wonderful, Roback.com, promo code TNR20, good hoodies, golf shirts, and all that, Roback.com, TNR20, the promo code for 20% off there. Are they stretchy in the waist? A little bit of stretchy in the waist. Yeah, have a stretch in the waist. A little bit of these same type materials, fantastic, but yet tight-fitting, loose, loosey-tight, I like to call them. Max Johnson is the quarterback now, um, and he likes to be physical. They're telling him, there's nobody behind you. We don't have any depth behind you, no experience behind you, so we want you to run out of bounds. <laughs> uh, on my depth chart here, I have the backup quarterback blank. Yeah. I don't know who it is right now. They got a, Fran- a Fresno transfer who had no playing experience and a freshman, but they told him, slide and get out of bounds. Slide and get out of bounds. We can't afford an injury. That's not the way he likes to play. And nor is that the way he's going to play. That's right. You so, can't get that out of you. That's as what much I'm asking. as you try yeah. to, you have to play the way that you are. You're going to play the way that you are and that you always have. He is a physical guy. I remember a couple of years ago when he was with LSU and the fits that he gave Alabama and Tuscaloosa. It was a guy that just wouldn't go away and, and made a couple of plays in that game. Next thing you know, a team that we were easily supposed to handle because what's-his-name's on his way out, uh, you know, go eat a ham sandwich down at the beach on, on, on his boat. Next thing you know, we're in a dogfight. We can't get out of Tuscaloosa out of that game quick enough. Yeah, Max Johnson at LSU. Now he hadn't lost as a starter at Texas A&M. <laughs> 
He doesn't look like he throws a hard ball, though. Is it Very just because he's left-handed? Maybe so, but I, I agree. I noticed the same thing in the Arkansas game. It's like everything has touch on it. And that ain't a bad thing as long as it's getting there on time. But if it's hanging up in the air kind of floating around, that could you know, be a disaster. But, look, he's a guy who, who has kind of been prone to turning the ball over because he, he does try to make an extra yard or two when it's not necessary. Yeah, I think it's going to be key for Alabama to win the, the turnover battle this week. I really do. We look, go back and look at the difference in that Texas game, and it's easily to point it to the two turnovers that Alabama had and the no takeaways, really, for, for all intents and purposes. Um, that can't be the case this weekend. I th- we've got to, to be plus on the, on the turnover battle. We've got to find a way to make that happen, and that's by being physical with him when he does break containment but also hopefully some of those soft passes. Maybe we can sneak up underneath one. <laughs> Lanceslock.com for all the plays this weekend. Lanceslock.com. Go and check him out there. Uh, for baseball, too, baseball, football, NFL, it's all there for you, Lanceslock.com. Um, on, on the Alabama sideline, let me just ask you, you know, because Jalen Milrow is a physical guy, too. If for some physical reason he gets knocked out um, for a play, a quarter, a game, Ty Simpson at backup, how – and you've done this a little in your career. How do you prepare as a backup? How many, how many reps in the modern-day football do you think Ty Simpson gets as QB2? And can you stay fresh? How hard is it to stay fresh and sharp as the backup quarterback? Well, it's the mental maturity, and the maturity of that backup depends on how much he gets out of his reps over the course of the week. We've all seen that. So not quantity, but quality. Oh, yeah, yeah you, can, you can physically go through the motions and be there. But if you're not mentally locked in, you're not accomplishing anything. I've been there. I mean, I, I tell this story all the time about not anticipating to play and going through the motions all week, really daydreaming, and then getting an opportunity to play against Tennessee after Andrews out hurt his ankle, going in there and not having a clue. The game was going too fast for me because I hadn't prepared myself, and it was embarrassing. They put uh, 50% Andrews out back in the ball game because he was a better option for us than 100% me. And I swore right then I would never let that happen again. Ty Simpson has been in this position. He's not come off the bench, but he had an opportunity to play down at South Florida. And if he is the number one guy off the bench, he has to be preparing himself every week because you never know what, what's going to happen in a ball game. But that's a maturity thing. It, it really is. Hopefully he's mature enough to be getting the most out of those reps, really focusing in on film study and being ready to go to be that guy because he is one snap away. And this Alabama offense can, will be different with him in the ball game. I make no mistake about that, in my opinion. But if they're able to run the ball, they can be just as effective. Yeah, running the ball continues to look good. And left tackle with Elijah Pritchett out there now with Caden Proctor. They're rotating a little bit there. How's that helped that position a little bit? Uh, I think it just, with Elijah coming in, he's a little bit smaller frame. He moves better. He's a little quicker with his feet. And I think he gives you a little bit different, uh, something there on the edge and, and can really some of, some of the things that Caden that, uh, that Caden has really struggled with this this year, getting back in, in pass pro, uh, Elijah doesn't seem to, to struggle with those quite as much. That doesn't necessarily mean he's a better option, right? Because I think that the ceiling on Caden Proctor is pretty doggone high. I think everyone would agree with that. And apparently, the attitude is is the right way that he's, he's going about things, right? Trying to improve, get better. So those are the things that you look for in a kid. Is is he coachable? Yes. Check that box. Does he have the, the physical frame? Yes. And does he have the want to? And Caden Proctor has all those. But Elijah Pritchard is a good option. You want to try to find a way to get him on the field. Uh, seven sacks, 15 tackles for losses in one game from this Texas A&M front seven against Arkansas, who's got Sam Pittman as their head coach, a really good offensive line guy. Um, 
You think that's a little they, they Arkansas, be nasty. or you think that's a little Arkansas, or just how uh, nasty A and M can be? I think it's a combination of both. I, I think that A and M does have a nasty front that they can really get after you, especially when they know it's coming. The key to all this, on both sides, in my opinion, is are the wide receivers on both sides able to create any separation in the passing game? And Alabama's kind of struggled with that. We yeah. don't really have any receivers other than maybe Black, who gets favorable mismatches on safeties and linebackers, which could be a huge key, by the way. But we don't really create separation on the, on the perimeter. In fact, I was talking to a guy up in the press box last week, and throughout the entire league, how many true difference makers are there at the wide receiver position this year? you got yeah. neighbors at LSU and you got the kid from Missouri, but outside of that, there are no real difference makers who, who defensive coordinators look at and go, we got to stop this guy. I mean, we got a lot of really good receivers, but nobody that's just difference makers. Yeah, um, you, you get the Brock Bowers at tight end pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's an somebody easy got one a bracket or double team. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but at the wide receiver spot, no. So can these receivers from both sides create any separation? Because when you create separation and you're able to pass the ball down the field, get some explosive plays, now all of a sudden that defensive front isn't near as daunting because they don't know what's coming. Yeah, uh, a little bit more on this game as we get ready. Uh, before you tell us about the Watts Agency again, uh, I want to remind everyone that we're brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the website. Just go check out that website. Feel comfortable with the website. And if you want to sign up, sign up and use the promo code NEXTROUND. You get a deposit bonus right there. It's just added on because you're viewing us here on Talk of Champions. It's MyBookie.ag, promo code NEXTROUND for that deposit bonus there and the watts agency brings you this every week they're the ones that provide a car service to get you up here yes they do yeah. i drove myself therefore the owner of the company will personally drive me around wow that's impressive thank you it? yeah watts agency. that's a nice one auto insurance homeowners insurance small business insurance do a little bit of life insurance as well tylerwattsinsurance.com you can check us out our staff is would love an opportunity to talk to you so jimbo fisher it seems like, at least if you people who follow Texas A&M on the regular basis, they say that his best job of coaching since he's been in College Station every time has been against Nick Saban in Alabama, that they look like a different team when, when Jimbo Fisher's team played Nick Saban's team. Why is that, do you think? Why, why is this game different? got nothing to do with Jimbo and Nick Saban or anything else. It's those guys are playing Alabama, and they're more locked in as a result of that. They're fired up, and they're ready to go. It was always, hey, we want to knock off the number one team. They've right. done that. Now they feel they can compete with us every single year. And you know what? For the last two years, they've proven that true. Even last year when they had a subpar team and all, all, all reality, they hung in there. They hung in there. They hung in there thanks to turnovers, though, because they won that battle. And that was ended up being a difference in that ballgame as well. So – the players have a tremendous amount of confidence in thinking they are now there, that they have arrived, and they're the new king of the mountain. Yeah, it's a battle for the lead in the SEC West. It's a great atmosphere. They've rebuilt that stadium, um, great facilities, and a wonderful fan base. Uh, unique cheering aside, they do do some unique cheering and yells and such like that. Will you go to Yale practice? On uh, Friday night, to just absorb it on midnight. Do they allow yeah, away people yeah, to come to it? Yeah, it's it's open. It's free. Nobody's at the gates. You walk in, bring your own liquor if you want to. Uh, <laughs> but when I was there for the 2013 game before they remodeled the stadium, it was the largest one to date. After really? Johnny Football had beat Alabama, I went on that Friday night. Uh, so that would have been 2013, and it was upward of 60,000 people 
at midnight. Just any chance that we're going to get a demonstration right here, right now, of any of the cheers that you learned? Oh, we've done them before in the year, but no, 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 no. But they do a lot of bending over, holding your knees, and chanting, and, and <laughs> That's pointing. That's the one you went with? And pointing. <laughs> they do this, and they do that. They do a lot of that. But it's unique. I mean, people, there are people around the league that make fun of it, but when you go there and those towels get to be swinging and the military uniforms. All I can think of is they provide a stump, too. <laughs> It's uh, I don't understand the telling of the story and everything, but it was, I mean, I was moved by it at midnight to have that many people get together just basically for an hour to walk in on a Friday uh-huh. night and do that. It was crazy. That is, look, it is impressive. Yeah. They got, they got something different down there. Yeah. Yeah, it means a, a lot to them. It's, it's, a, it's a big game for them when Alabama comes to town down at Kyle Field. And they'll get Texas in the league soon, and maybe this, this rivalry will not be an annual thing and it won't happen like it has, but since 2012... It's been a fun, unique contest. So when rubber meets the road this weekend uh, in this game, and Lance is picking Texas A&M, who I do the show with, Josh Pate, late kick Josh, has picked Texas A&M to win the game. A lot of people are picking Texas A&M easy. to win this game outright. That's an easy pick. What, what, is the, what is the play, man? I don't I mean, know not, what the play not the, is. Not the play, but what's the key to the game? What, Alabama wins this game because they do what right? If they are even, definitely positive in the turnover ratio. Right. I mean, they cannot lose that. They can't turn the ball over and expect to win this ball game. It's too big of a hole. they got to be able to run the football. But, but that goes for Texas A&M, too. Both of these teams have to be able to run the football. And maybe the only way that you can run the football is if you have some sort of success with explosive plays in the passing game. And I think that there's going to be plenty of opportunities. But it always, with Alabama, the success of this offense comes down to is Jalen Miller will take care of the football? Is he willing to run when the defense allows him to run? Even if he can throw the ball for 10 yards, if they're going to allow, allow him to have space, he needs to be able to take it because he can turn a five-yard run into a 60-yard run oh, quicker fast, than anybody. How fast was he through that hole, the first touchdown run? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outran everybody on the field. And that's what he has to be willing to do is I'm not just a drop-back quarterback. I can do it well, but when I get this opportunity, when I get this look, I'm going to burn him. Yeah, all right. So that's uh, Tyler's look at the big game. Talk of champions here. Always brought to you by the Watts Agency, also by mybookie.ag, rowback.com with the promo code TNR20, and, of course, lanceslock.com. Remember, like and subscribe, follow. We do this every week leading into Alabama's game. Safe travels, man. I appreciate it. I hope you get a chance to go to the Yale practice, eat some good barbecue. Maybe I will. Yeah, no uh, flaming Dr. Peppers. That's the drink of choice out there. <laughs> Not good. We hold our knees and we drink flaming <laughs> Dr. Pepper. I mean, where are you going with this? That's the talk of champions. <laughs>